This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And today, we're going to talk about another episode on cash flow. Only this time, we're going to tell you, give you some tips on how to improve cash flow. And again, uh, for those of you who hadn't heard, um, we're doing, uh, we're going to do several shows on cash flow. We're going to break it down into sort of different categories of cash flow and how to improve those. So, we are going to talk about invoicing changes. So literally the entire show today is going to be about invoicing changes you can make um, to improve your cash flow. So again, it's just a really deep topic and a critical topic. So as I'm sure any everyone's heard, everyone hears these statistics, various statistics about how often small businesses fail. Well, I can tell you from the SBA when a small business fails, 82% of the time it is due to a cash flow problem. This is absolutely a staggering problem with all small businesses. And even if it's not, even if it doesn't cause your business to fail, I would almost guarantee at some point or another you've gone through a, ca- a cash flow crunch um, with your business. So that's why I'm devoting several shows to this to make sure we give you tons of different tips and tons of different ways. And even if you pull... You know, over the several shows, we'll probably give you, I don't know, I didn't even, I don't. I have no idea, but probably 25 or 30 tips. I mean, if you pull 10 or 15 of those out, it's going to have a absolutely massive uh, impact, positive impact on your cash flow. So before we get into some of that, I want to give um, a little bit of background on cash flow because I'm doing the, this during each of the cash flow shows. So uh, bear with me if you heard, uh, if you heard this before, it'll be a little bit different, but uh, essentially the same thing. I want to make sure everyone understands the difference between profits and cash. So, um, you know, again, profits are what shows up on the bottom line of your income statement. So, again, very oversimplified, but it is your revenue minus your expenses. That's your gross profit. Um, and then, of course, you take your taxes out of that to get your net net profit or net income. But cash flow deals more with, and I think a lot of people think of profits and cash flow synonymously, and it's actually not the case. Um, so, Cash flow deals with and focuses on the timing of of cash going in and out of your business. So when you get paid compared to when you pay someone. So obviously you want to make sure you you shorten that cycle. And in some cases, it, we'll talk through, you can even flip it around to where you're actually getting paid by a customer before you have to um, pay expenses. Um, it's, it's rare, but th- those situations can happen, which in that situation, you're really in good shape. Um but it's important to understand you can be making a profit and still have negative cash flow because regardless of of you know how much money you've made if the cash you received um at, at any given time is less than what you've put out that you've spent for things um it, you're you're in a negative cash flow position and you're eating into cash reserves um so let me give you a couple examples um with that and uh, I might even try to give you an example on a, uh, off the off the cuff here on uh, with your personal expenses that maybe would be a little easier to understand. But from a business perspective, uh, situations when your profits won't equal your cash. If you pay for things, um, inventory, payroll, et cetera, before you get paid. So again, if you have a manufacturing business and you're buying it, you have to buy inventory to have raw materials to make your widgets, right? 
uh, before you can make them and sell them. So you're going to be paying for those, although if you listen to some of the tips we give, maybe not. Maybe you can delay that payment in such a way, not being late, um, but in such a way to not um, to, to, to flip that around. But generally speaking, you're going to pay for those things up front, and you're going to have payroll, right? If you Let's say the life cycle, if it takes you from day one to, to producing your widget to when it actually gets sold, let's say on average is 45 days, make it easy. How many payrolls have you had in there? If you followed some of the tips in one of the other shows on payroll timing, you've had three payrolls in that 45 days. So, um, you know, you paid payroll three times, and those that payroll is associated with making those widgets. So you've already laid out money before you're actually getting paid. So that's a situation um, that would be like that. Um, if you have done work, but you haven't been paid yet, so you've got accounts receivable, someone owes you the money, but you haven't actually received it, and you've done it. So... You've produced that widget, so you've paid the wages associated with that, the labor costs, the raw materials, et cetera, but you haven't been paid for it yet. So in that situation, you've paid out money and you haven't been paid for the work. Um, so you're in a negative cash flow position there as well. Um, or if you've made investments for the future. So again, let's say you a manufacturing business, um, you've bought more raw materials to make your widgets. Or um, in another type of business, let's say... Um, uh, let's say a landscaping business or a restaurant even. You bought equipment. So you've bought um, some new zero-turn mowers in a, in a landscaping business. You're going to depreciate over several years of a useful life, but you've laid out the cash for that, and you haven't started earning, right? So let's say that the useful life of, of a zero-turn mower, um, let's call it five years. So you're going to earn money over five years to pay for that thing, hopefully sooner rather than later, right? But on day one, you paid, you know, depending, if you get a commercial one and it's a really good one, it's brand new, you may, be, may pay eight or $10,000 for that darn thing. And on that day, you've literally written a check or pulled cash out of your pocket or paid with a business card for $10,000 or $8,000, and you haven't made any money on it yet. So that's, you're, you're in a negative position there. Um, a similar situation, I guess, is um, in a personal you know, consumer base. So this isn't business, but maybe this will make it a little bit easier to understand. Everyone goes through situations where you get to the, you haven't been paid yet, right? So let's say you get paid twice a month and you have bills to pay. Well, you're paying for your electric and your plumbing. Let's say all those, your mortgage, let's say all of those are due in the first part of the month. So between, you know, calendar day one and calendar day 14, and you don't get paid until the 15th. And you got paid on the 30th, but that your payment, your payroll was, let's call it $3,000. We have $5,000 of bills to pay, and that's the first 14 days. If you started your cash balance, you know, let's say you're essentially starting at zero. If you want to talk about negative versus positive cash flow position, you got paid three thousand dollars on the thirtieth. You have five thousand dollars worth of bills to pay days one through fourteen before you get another three thousand. So you're two thousand dollars in the hole. Now you're going to get paid on day fifteen, and that'll swing you back around. But nonetheless, that's a, I guess, a consumer example. Maybe makes it a little bit easier to understand. Um, where you can uh, you know get get caught up with that, but basically with cash flow, the key is the absolute key is, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to shrink the time when you pay someone or for something, and then when you get paid, that is the key to cash flow is is shrinking that. And in some situations, as I mentioned, you could even flip it around to where um, you are actually getting paid before you're paying, um, which is obviously completely optimal there. So. Let's get into some of these uh, things from an invoicing changes perspective. So I've got several here I want to go through. Let's try to get through one here real quick. 
um, before we uh, have to head to break. So get paid in advance if possible. Um, and I'm probably actually pick this one up after the break, but um, ask for something, if, especially if you produce something that's custom. Have you ever bought something that was custom, a custom t-shirt, a custom anything, right? A custom countertop, anything that you didn't have to pay for up front, 100%. Uh, it's very common. So don't hesitate, especially if you have a custom type of product that you produce, to ask for 100% up front. Now, of course, you have to have you know, a guarantee and a satisfaction guarantee, and uh, people have to know that you're going to produce that, and you're going to do a good job, and you're going to do right by them and make it right. But ask for 100% up front on that. So that's a way to get paid, obviously, in advance um, up front on that. And again, let's, we'll, we'll just pick that one up after. And I've got a few more things to say before we get into some of these others. So come back after the break. We'll give you the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and we'll keep diving into invoicing changes to make to improve your cash flow. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and it is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. So the tip this week is take the time to analyze your competition. To be successful in the long run, you're going to need to study them and learn from your competition, whether you learn the good things they're doing and the bad things, and particularly if if you're losing market share to a business, uh, make sure you understand the reasons why. Are they making additional investments um, that are coming to fruition? Do you need to react to that? I um, mean, frankly, some of the things you can do is if you have a, a if you're in a good cash position, you have a strong balance sheet. You may have a competitor that is in a bad spot. You may be able to buy a competitor and add on to your business and grow uh, in that way through acquisition. So, uh, a very important aspect to make sure you keep an eye on. So let's get back into this week's, uh, this show's topic, which is um, invoicing changes you can make to improve your cash flow. So we were talking at the end of the last break, uh, before the last break, I should say, before uh, how to to get paid in advance as much as possible. So let's start with best case scenario. So if you had, again, if you produce something custom, you ask for 100% up front, make that happen. That's not always uh, going to be possible. So let's say you don't produce something custom. You can offer a small discount for an advanced pay, payment as uh, basically an incentive. You can give a 1% or 2% discount to say, hey, if you want to pay me for all of this right now, um, that gives you the peace of mind. You don't have to worry about collections, all that good stuff. So definitely a good thing. Um, the other thing you can do is um, if you can't get 100%, so let's back it down a little bit, depending on your type of business. So I'll talk now about a service type of a business. So set up a retainer. So it's actually can be a win-win 
because with a retainer, your client knows exactly they can budget it. They know exactly how much that you're, you're going to, it's going to cost them for your services for every month. It's not going to be up, you know, 2001 month, 3000, the next 500, the next, it, there's no volatility in it. It makes it a lot easier for them. Um, a couple of tips, if you're able to do something like that or something like that makes sense for your business is, um, set up the billing, streamline things as much as possible. So set up the billing to make it automatic. So it sends out the invoices on, on every month, um, and send those out early. So if you want paid by the end of the month, uh, don't send them out on the last day of the month, send them out, you know, five to seven days early, um, maybe even 10 days early, depending, um, and you could optimally, um, if you can set it up to where you can automatically do an ACH from their bank account, that's the best case scenario. However, so you can say, okay, I'm going to send you an invoice, uh, five, five business days before the end of the month. And you have those five days to dispute it or call me and say, Hey, this wasn't right or whatever. Otherwise I'm going to ACH your account on the first of the month. If that's not uh, an option, you can also say um, we'll charge your credit card on the first of the month. Um, and you might consider, because, again, you're going to pay a, a credit card fee with that. You might consider adding a fee or you might just absorb it. Um, it's it's completely up to you. Now, moving on, if a retainer doesn't work, so go a little bit further down the list here, is try to get some sort of deposit up front. So I know this is very common, obviously, in the remodeling and construction business to where you would get – um, some sort of deposit up front. Try to get, you know, if you can, try to get half of the up front. Because, again, if you think about it, depending on what the margins are in your business, if you can get 50% of it up front, it's going to substantially alleviate your cash flow issues. Um, so you're you're able to pay payroll. You're able to pay for some of these raw materials, et cetera, up front. So that one's, that one's very important. So, again, if you can't get 100%, if you can't do the retainer, try to get a deposit up front. Um, that's going to put you in a much better position. Um, and then you've got money to be dealing with there. Um, as opposed to worrying about, you know, chasing people down. Um, another one to do along those lines is again, construction remodeling is bill, bill milestones. So especially when you have big projects. So for example, you might, um, have 50% up front. And then at milestone one, it's uh, 25%, milestone two, 15%. And then the last final payment is when everything's fine, everyone's good with everything, the work is all complete, the customer's satisfied 100%, the last 10% gets paid to you. So you want to make sure that that last one is as small as possible. You want to have some skin in the game there, so you can't make it you know, 1% or 2% or something like that. But... Um, that's typically, as any of you in those types of businesses realize, that's where problems come in. You may have a project that, that's an eight-week project that, that the customer has said not one word about negatively, and then when it comes time to pay that final bill, all of a sudden they have 27 things they want fixed. So you want to try to make sure that you're getting those milestones. And again, this isn't to be uh, to play any sort of shell games or be shady or, uh, by any means. So at those milestones, you want to make sure that your customer is signing off at those milestones to say, yes, this is milestone one, which is we're going to have, if it's a bathroom remodel, let's say we've got the shower in. I don't know, make it up. Um, and the shower is 100% done. I'm 100% um, okay with it. So that's milestone one. They basically sign off and pay you the extra, the additional 25%. Milestone two is something else, right? Make it along those lines. Um, it's... 
the impact. So there's a there's a recent um, study that showed that 64 percent of small businesses are affected by late payments. So again, this is a way to sort of alleviate some of that and not have that be an issue for you. So billing at milestones is another way to to uh, help not have that situation. Um, the next one is, and this is a critical one, um, is bill weekly. Don't bill monthly. Take the time to set it up and bill people on a weekly basis instead of monthly. I know so many businesses, because again, you're wearing a bunch of different hats, but you're, you're, you're billing them monthly. It's, and, and then frankly, you bill them maybe at the end of the month and then they have 30 days to pay you. So now all of a sudden, depending on when the timing of that work was done, it might be six weeks after you did that work before they're actually required to pay you. And then let's imagine they're 30 days late with paying you. Now you're two and a half months in and you've laid out all this money, labor costs, raw materials, et cetera, that you haven't been paid. Obviously not a good situation. So, um, Take the time to set things up weekly. And then you don't have as, it, the, the, if you're doing it monthly now, I'm sure you probably dread it, right? It's very arduous, very laborious to be able to go through and say, gosh, what did we do all month? Billing it weekly essentially just spreads that out, right? So again, make the numbers simple. If it takes you four hours at the end of the month to do your monthly billing, if you spend one hour a week, and by the way, schedule it, Automate it and streamline as much as you can, but schedule time for either if it's you or whoever in your business is doing your billing, schedule it because otherwise it'll be one of those things you go, oh crap, we didn't get to it. Ah, we'll just, we'll double it up next week. Customers see that and then, and then they, they won't be as serious about paying you on time either because they'll see that you're not really keeping a good idea or good uh, uh, eye on things. It's not good. So you want to make sure you're very consistent and again, schedule the time for it. Maybe every Thursday at three o'clock, every Friday morning at seven, you know, depending on when your, how your business uh, day works. Um, it's, it's very important. Now here's a, a couple of little nuances. So reach research has shown, this is going to sound really weird for a business, but research has shown the best times to get paid are to send the invoice on the weekend. So you get paid quicker if you send it on the weekend. I know it sounds odd, but um, that's something to consider is maybe you automate it and you do the billing on Friday and it goes out Saturday morning. Um, so that's an idea there. So we are up against another break. We're going to come back after the break and continue talking through some of these tips for uh, invoicing changes um, that you can make to improve your cash flow. want to thank our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can go out to cpifunding.com to reach them or call them at 855-522-3951. Are you tired of the recruiting and hiring Merrig around? There simply aren't enough trained diesel mechanics in Columbus. And guess what? It's only going to get worse. I'm Tim Spurlock, president of American Diesel Training Centers. In short, we find, vet, train, and place quality entry-level techs through an intensive 12-week hands-on experience. We've partnered with some of the best transportation companies in Columbus. We'd like to partner with you. Find out more at AmericanDieselCBus.com. That's AmericanDieselCBus.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. 
Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And today we are talking about cash flow and specifically invoicing changes you could make to improve your cash flow. So we've gone through several tips uh, during the first two segments, and I want to make sure we hit um, you know a few more here before we run out of time. So one of those, and it's closely related to what we just talked about at the end of the last segment, and that is to make sure that you bill immediately upon completion of a project. So this is one of those things that not just is you know billing weekly or monthly, depending on how your billing goes, but this is you know let's say again your construction or um, remodeling type of a business you want to make sure i mean once you leave that customer you want to as they say strike while the iron's hot and while your customer's happy so you've just left and if you're using quickbooks this is really easy to do um but as soon as you leave i mean literally you get out to your truck you can make this change and you could go into quickbooks and, and and send the bill immediately and again if you strike while the iron's hot get them while they're happy right they're they're so pleased with the new bathroom or your kitchen or addition or garage or whatever you've done for them. Um, you want to make sure you do that because look at it this way, similar to what we talked about as far as billing uh, weekly instead of monthly uh, billing at completion. Let's say you finish the job on the fifth of the month and you wait until the end of the month to actually do your billing. You've just waited 25 days um, to actually send the bill out. Then you make it due in 30. So now you're 25 days in and they still haven't paid you. And by the way, again, worst case, let's say they take 30 more days to pay you. Well, holy heck, you're almost three months into it at that point, and you still haven't been paid, or you just got paid. I mean, that's that's a situation where you get into a very bad cash flow position. You don't want to do that. So make it a make it a process that as soon as you complete a job, as soon as a customer signs off on a job, whatever it may be, that you that same day or worst case scenario, the very next morning, um, and again, bake it into your day. Make 15 minutes of your day or whoever does this for you to make sure that they do this right away. It's very, very important. The, the longer it takes for you to send that bill, the longer it's going to take for you to get paid. I mean, it's just research, research shows that because it's sort of out of sight, out of mind in some ways. Uh, they become complacent almost or, or, or um, with whatever you've done for them, that project. That's why you want to strike while the iron's hot. All right. Uh, the next one I'll say is, and I've alluded to it a little bit, but I want to make sure we sort of really clearly outline this one, is to make sure you streamline your invoicing is, is and make it as most efficient as you can. So if you're using, let's call it QuickBooks, I know a lot of businesses use QuickBooks or something like that, um, it, it's makes it very simple to, in, uh, excuse me, automate your invoicing. But that's one of the really, really important things to make sure you can streamline that. And that's going to help you accomplish all the things we've already talked about earlier as far as getting paid in advance and billing weekly instead of monthly. Again, it makes it much less arduous, much less uh, laborious to be able to have to go through all those things. You literally, uh, for those of you familiar with QuickBooks, um, you can go through and literally bill things out very simply. Um, makes it very streamlined, very efficient. And by the way, if it's efficient and easy for you to do, guess what? You're going to do it. If you're anything like me, you know, these administrative tasks sometimes drive me bonkers. And what happens is I procrastinate on them. I don't want to do it because I know it's a pain in my neck. 
And so guess what? I don't do it. And I delay and I delay and I delay. And all I'm doing is delaying my own self getting paid. I'm, I'm, it's silly, right? So you want to make sure you streamline it and make it as easy as possible for you or whoever in your business is doing this for you, doing your invoicing. Um, make sure you do that. You could even set them up, uh, you know, if you have an automated way, again, whether it's QuickBooks or something else where it's it's a recurring invoice you can set up. You know, if it's a retainer, you, as we mentioned earlier, setting that up, you can do all of that in an automated fashion. It makes things so much easier and you don't have to worry about it. Um, all right, so we got a couple more to go through and I want to make sure we get through these. And um, some of these I mentioned on, these last couple I mentioned on another cash flow show, but they also tie into invoicing. So accepting credit cards. I know a lot of small businesses, especially if you're a small, small business, a micro business, let's say, say, I don't want to accept credit cards. It's, you know, that two or 3% fee is just too much. Uh, it's not worth it. Well, first of all, you can build, you can build that into your pricing or your costing up front, or if you really wanted to, right? If you want to recoup those costs. Um, but the time it takes you to do collections, whether it's you or someone else in your business and, the cash flow advantage you get, because again, maybe some of the businesses you're dealing with or the customers you're dealing with are trying to play, I'll call it the float game. It's not really a game, but they're trying to take advantage of the float and they're trying, they want to pay you with a credit card so they can delay when they have to actually lay the cash out. So they're trying to help their cash flow position with some of the tips we've shared in, in other shows. Um, and so you want to allow them to take advantage of that. If you make it easy to do business with you, it's so much easier. So if you can take a, you can take a credit card payment. If you have a website, you can do it online. It makes it easy for them. You could send them. Maybe your invoicing sends them a link. You know, I know, again, I, I'm not trying to plug QuickBooks, but um, QuickBooks or any sort of automated way to do this. You can use, uh, you know, in QuickBooks, you can send someone an email that has uh, the invoice in it. And it literally has a pay now button. I think it's called pay now. They literally click on that button. They go out, they put their credit card information in and they pay you right there, right then. You don't have to wait. And that money shows up in your account almost instantaneously. So there's no delay, assuming everything goes through okay. But there's no delay. You don't have to worry about that. And imagine how much that impacts and positively impacts your cash flow. You get the money right then. So accepting credit cards is for almost all businesses, businesses a no-brainer. Um, they, that 2% or 3%. And again, I gave this illustration in another show, but look at it this way and I'll make the numbers round and easy. So it's easy to understand. But if you have a thousand dollar invoice and you take a credit card payment on that, that's going to cost you again, 20 to $30, two to 3%. And you say, gosh, I don't want, I don't want to lose that 30 bucks. Well, first of all, price it in. Maybe it's $970 and you're charging them a thousand. So you price in your fees and, or you eat it because if you do the math on it, and again, I've done this with lots of different businesses. If you do the math on it, it almost always makes sense to uh, take a credit card and pay that 20 or 30 bucks in this example. Because again, what is your time worth? And what you're chasing money around and you've got to go run over. Let's say you have to drive over to a business to pick up a check because they say, oh, we finally have your check. Well, you need the money. So you're going to drive over there. Well, that's taking time out of your day. And how much is your time worth? Right. It's it's I'm telling you, if you do the math, it's an absolute no brainer. You should accept credit cards. The last one I mentioned, I want to mention on this show. And again, I've mentioned this on another uh, show, but it also ties into invoicing is to incent people for early payment and to penalize them for a late payment. You have to spell that out, make it very transparent. And what I like to do is literally on the invoice you send, 
um, make it this transparent to say the amount that is due, and use the same example is a thousand dollars. If you pay it early, if you pay it by this date and put a date on there, so they know exactly what they're up against um, and exactly what the due date is. If you pay it by this date, which again instead of thirty days, maybe you make it ten days. If you pay it by this time, uh, you know whatever August tenth. If you pay it by August tenth, you only have to pay me, and you give them a one or a two percent discount. And you spell out how much it is. Don't don't make them do the math. Make it really easy for them. On the flip side, if you pay after August thirtieth, which is thirty days, from the payment, or the penalty is going to be uh, usually I use, like to use one and a half percent for every thirty days. So it, you're going to owe me this much up until this date. And you can even lay it out further. So if you want to be really strict about it, you can make it every ten days. It's you know the the late fee gets worse. What I would say on late penalties, though, make sure it's not a flat fee. Make it a percentage of the invoice. That's fair for you and fair for your customer. If you do a flat fee, it could end up in a bad situation either on either end. The $50 invoice and you're charging them $20, that's 40% late fee, which is unfair. On the flip side, if, you're, if it's a $5,000 invoice and it's only $20 for them, it's not really uh, having an impact. So those are our tips on invoicing changes to make. Um, thanks for listening, and thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can visit them at cpifunding.com or call them at 855-52-3951. Have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.